Welcome to another episode of Bottom and Bill, ladies and gentlemen. We got our boy John Parker Urban on today. Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I man. Appreciate that. Hell yeah. Um, before we get started with everything, I just want to give a shout out to the sponsors that we've had in the past. Um, Spliffs over downtown Jacksonville, Wicked Barley Brewery in Mandarin, Sidecar over in San Marco, Harlson Scotch. It's a Scotch company based out of here in Florida, and they're really great. You should definitely check them out. Uh, Captain Jack's Smokehouse over in Fernandina, and Brews over in Riverside. Uh, make sure you're supporting all these people if you can. Uh, everyone's going, especially, especially service industry people, going through a pretty hard time right now. So anything you guys can do to help them out, support them for sure. Um, and then also, uh, uh, if you guys have any suggestions for guests or unpopular opinions you want to send us or questions you want to know about regarding or music fan mail, stuff whatever. or fan mail, whatever you guys want to talk about, Dick bottom pigs. of the bill at gmail.com. What'd you say? Nothing. Say what? Uh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bottom of the bill at gmail.com. Uh, send over whatever you got. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on the air. And before we get started, do the obligatory cheers. What does obligatory mean? It means you're obligated to do it. Oh. Well, much obliged. <laughs> um, all right. So first, uh, bro, uh, John Parker Urban, that's your real name or that's a stage name? Ha. Huh. It's not a stage name. It's a, it's a real name. It's, a, it's kind of a long story, but to make a, the story shorter, when I was a senior in high school, I got a birth certificate in the mail out of the blue, right? Mm -hmm. So up until that point, my name has always been John Urban, John Urban. And I got this you know, envelope in the mail, and it's a birth certificate, and it says John Parker Dash Urban. So I'm like, what, what, what's going on? I asked my mom. I was like, what is this? She's like, well, you know, I changed. I added this to your last name because you might inherit money from such and such a person, which never happened. It was, I, she was totally off base. I was like, well, don't you think you should tell me about that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, know, I didn't know anything about it. All of a sudden, I get this letter in the mail. So graduating from high school, my senior year, my name changed to John Parker Urban. Wow. In senior, so, senior year of high school, you change your name. Right. Weird. But my name gets combined when I joined the Marine Corps, so that's another story if we get to that. Oh, so, okay. It was hyphenated, and then in the core, it was smashed together because they just like to smash everything. Together. Oh, my God. It was wow, awesome. Wow, that's though. crazy, man. So, where does the Parker come from then? So, <clears throat> make sure you're talking into the microphones. Okay, so yeah. So, I have, uh, I have four brothers, um, and Parker is the father of my, the second youngest brother, Mark Parker. So I, I've never met this man. I've never seen him in my life. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was just one of those things. My mom is different. My, my mom is one of those different moms and she's, she's awesome. I, I'm thank, thankful that she had me and all of us, but it's, it's been a trip. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean that's 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 great, and that, I don't want to say crazy has like a bad connotation, but like it's it's interesting, I guess, that you have a name in your name that's completely like unrelated to you. you completely, know? it's wild, Utterly, man. Completely unrelated. But man, it, it's a, it's a really cool name though, John Parker Urban. It's got like a, a very nice ring to it. It sounds like like a stage name that somebody would just make up, honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
But you, do you watch football? You, you know Maurice Jones Drew is, right? Yeah. So he his grandfather passed away, and his grandfather's last name was Drew. So his was Maurice Jones. So then he's like, I want to change my name to Maurice Jones Drew as uh, in honor of uh, his grandfather. That's At least he was great. related to him, though. Yeah. Right, so but I liked I liked that you were trying to get in on you know some inheritance money. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, did you I, ever did you ever see any of I it? I wasn't. See, <laughs> see, I'm like oh, I love my mom, but she is like she's a professional. She's, I feel she's, you. She's, she's a professional. I feel you. Um, and uh, yeah, she's she's awesome. But yeah, that I had nothing to do with that. Like I would have just preferred my name to be John Urban, because that's where it always was. And, and my my nickname was basically Urban. Oh, okay. They just call me Urban and in sports and everything. That's cool. That's that's a great uh, nickname to have. So, but, cool, yeah. man. Well, uh, so what happened? So, so you did uh, like you were in the military, and I guess the military kind of changed it all to one name. Yeah, straight just out of boot smush, camp, smush it together. And boot camp, when we got our camis issued to us, our utilities, um, all my paperwork, my name came as one name, like Parker Urban, all together. So then I had to go through everything as people would say, hey, John Parker Rubin. Uh, no, that's not it. Parker Bond. I'm sorry, man. No, it's not. Parker Bond, try again. Uh, and, I, you know, it, was, it is what it is. I would never, I would just, you know, laugh and say, no, it's just, it's just this way. But, um, yeah, it, it got connected in, in, the, in the Marine Corps. Wow. And what was that experience like, like being in the Marine Corps? It was, uh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, were you playing music before you got into the Marine Corps or were you yes. like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I started playing when I was like 12 and um, I played all through, you know, high school. And then once I graduated high school, I went into the Marine Corps. And right. once I got out of boot camp, my guitar went with me, went with me everywhere I went. Like every deployment, um, everywhere. I could take it. It was always with me, even overseas. So, what were you taking with you? What guitar? Okay, so <laughs> the first thing I took with me, I had this. Uh, I had this uh, Joe Satriani, uh, like it, with the Wizard Neck. Yeah. More of like a, a shredder type guitar, but that wasn't my that wasn't my main guitar. But that's what I took with me to my first like deployment when I went to California. But like my main guitar was uh, um, a Gibson SG, like a 1960s that was lent to me from the Spanish teacher of my school. It had P90s in it, and I loved that guitar. I couldn't stand Fenders at that point. Yeah. I just, I just loved the P90s and that Gibson, and it was just it was amazing. When I graduated, I gave it back to Lance, and then I, I joined the Marine Corps right out of high school, and, um, and then I you know went to California for boot camp. Then I went to uh, Memphis, Tennessee for uh, my A school, you know, went to the clubs down there, box and some of the the, the bars over there. Nice, uh, like uh, shooters. Uh, there was a place called Six One Six where Slash was playing with Snake Pit there, back wow. in the day. Damn. Um, so that was that was fun. And then uh, went to C school in um, California. What's C got, school? What's A school and C school? A school is um, it's a technical school. So after in the Marine Corps, I came in open contract. I said, uh, I just want to be a Marine. Uh, you know, I. Just for some reason, and me, I just wanted to be a Marine. If I wasn't going to go to college at the time, I wanted to be a Marine. So I came in open contract, and the recruiter's like, well, you come in open contract, we really can't guarantee anything. And I was like, well, as long as I'm not a cook, I don't care what I am, I just don't <laughs> want to be a cook. I, I enjoy cooking, but I didn't want to be a cook in, in the Marine Corps. 
So my scores tested me out as uh, into aviation, so I became an uh, aviation technician, basically okay. electronics. Um, that makes sense. Now. So, uh, yeah, so A school was the basics, like hydraulics, different uh, engines, diesel engines, and that was in Memphis. And then C school in Coronado Island, home of Kentucky Fried Chicken, Woo! the Colonel. Um, that's where you do the, the, the high-level stuff. Gotcha. Like when I when I walked in my first class in C school on Coronado Island, my instructor he said, "Let me let you guys think about something about electricity." He's like, "When do you when you turn a light on, does it provide light or does it suck out all the darkness?" This is what one of my instructors. That's pre, his first thing. Deep. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. Deep. <laughs> so that would have screwed me up. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was fun. I, I could have swear I swear I could have ran into the um, what's that dude from Limp Biscuit out there in one of the Fred Durst. Yeah, in one of the recording studios. Really? I, but I wasn't I wasn't into any you know that type of music. And um, what was the place called? Not Sun Records, right? No, it it yeah. was a um, a rehearsal slash recording studio in San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Okay, I thought you were talking about Memphis. Yeah, it was it was pretty dope though, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah so I was, I was thinking about Fred Durst in Memphis. Like, we're gonna drop this new track, man. <laughs> it's gonna be like, awesome in, in the bar in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> they would have hated him there, <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe they loved him. I don't know what it was in the nineties. Yeah. One of the funniest <laughs> things involving uh, like the a guitar, me playing guitar, and the Marine Corps was when I was stationed at Camp Pendleton. We had this new uh, compound built, right? So it was this huge compound built for all of our aircraft support equipment. And um, we had generals there, all the brass, some officers, and and uh, so they're like, "Man, you should play guitar for this." I was like, "Man, I don't want to play. I mean, no one going to play." Somebody brought their amp and their guitar. I was like, "I didn't bring my amp or guitar. I'm not playing at this." Just so like, "Come on, you can play. Just make up something." I was like, "Ah." So here I am. I got the amp in the middle of the whole squad formation, and I wasn't even thinking about it. But I just started playing the national anthem. I started playing a national anthem on a guitar that wasn't mine, uh, somebody else's amp. Like Jimi Hendrix-style national anthem? No, because it was just like, there was just no straight, there was no pedals, no nothing. Oh, it was just like a little just bit of distortion. Clean. Yeah, okay. So, straight up, like, yeah, Marine um, Corps national anthem, let's go. The, yeah, <laughs> the funny part of it was, though, like, whenever the national anthem hits, boom, people pop to attention. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. like, boom, all the brass generals. So, technically, it's like, oh, man, I made them all come to attention. But, you know, I, was, I it's like, Whoa! <laughs> it was kind of a powerful moment. Yeah, I can but, imagine, um, man. It's like it, their favorite song, yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for Marines, yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know so so we like the Marine Corps hem too. That's a good one. <laughs> Marine Corps hem. I imagine. So. Yeah. Wow. So were you, were you thinking? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was just wondering. Were you thinking about that when you played it? Like, you were, were you thinking about that? Like, like I totally forgot that yeah. I was gonna make all these jerkers come to a position of attention because. <laughs> that's not that's not like me. I don't. I, but uh, it happened. I have to, I have one picture of it. Really? Yeah, I have one picture of that. That's got to be such an interesting moment for somebody who's like not in command. You know what I mean? To like to mm -hmm. to play that and see like every like all your officers just like get up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like you're the person in control now. Yeah. That's got to be a very interesting dynamic. It was like they just had to stand. <laughs> I think I was only a corporal at the time, so you know I was uh, very junior, very junior there. So, but. Um, that was a good time. Camp Pendleton was awesome. 
Um, the Marine Corps was awesome. I had a great time in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Great time um, overseas. and. How long did you do it for? I was in for 12 years. No kidding. Yeah. Jeez Louise. 12 years. So I spent time in Memphis, um, San Diego for boot camp. Um, went to Beaufort, South Carolina. I was stationed there. Wow. Uh, Japan, Iwakuni, Japan. We went to Japan too? Yeah, Norway. Awesome. I used to play in Japan for uh, free yakisoba. What's that? So, yakisoba was like uh, the famous, like, uh, Ameri- like Americans like the yakisoba noodles. Uh, oh, okay. Like the yakisoba, um, teriyaki, you can add chicken to it and stuff like that. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I understand that it's food. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that was awesome. Other than doing my, my marine job there, I'd go out in town and play at the local restaurant and you know, like get free beer and free oh, yakisoba. It was, at a restaurant, sorry. I was, yeah. like, I was thinking of you playing at a factory. Where they made noodles, and I was like, How "No, you know? that would have been that <laughs> might that have been cooler actually. That might have been uh, kind of cool, but <laughs> not very smart." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Well, so you did it for twelve years, man. So I guess you got out when you were thirty, then. Um, I think it was. I can't remember. It's gotta be. Yeah, something like that. You got, what, yeah, it's about thirty. So yeah, high school. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine just just now, like, because I'm 31, just like getting out of the army, like, or not sorry, not the army, the yeah. Marines. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, uh, and not even that. I work, I work for uh, USAA, so I have to. Uh, oh, like, really? Yeah, oh, okay. To, I'm have, surprised I haven't talked to you lately. Really? Do you have home insurance for USAA? I have everything with USAA. No shit. USAA has done a great job. I don't have stock in USAA, but um, I've. I, that, that's my job is to, uh, 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 I'm an emergency dispatcher for home insurance claims, but for USAA for particular, I have to address every single person as their rank and everything like that. So you, you, what was your final rank? Staff for? Sergeant. SSGT, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I know. Yep. I know all the ranks. Yeah, yeah. For the longest time, I was calling LCPL, I was calling that Lieutenant Corporal. Yeah. For like years, and that is not right in the Marines. It's Lance Corporal. Yeah. Oh. I know that. Who's Lance, though? Yeah. <laughs> Lance I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's as far as my Marines jokes go. That's good stuff. That's, that's, that's good stuff. It's, uh, it's all good. Thank you. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's uh, a job. It's a job. Yeah. So did you start like your first band after you got out of the military then? Or, uh, or be a part of like a band after you got out of the military? Uh, kind of sort of I had like a few that were just like you know rehearsing while you're in right and like for example one we rehearsed a uh, you know just a crap little rehearsing and we're because we're going to play the Gullah Festival up in South Carolina but then when I was stationed there in South Carolina we were all rehearsed up we got a, a tight R&B like old school R&B band that like love Frankie Beverly and Mays so that's when I got my first influence of Frankie Beverly and Mays as a matter of fact, the singer for that band, Master Gunnar Sergeant Kenny, he, he's actually here in Jacks. So oh, really? I'll probably do some dual shows for, with him and introduce him to the scene. He's got an amazing, just like, just an amazing velvety voice. Like, oh, this guy yeah. is, he is, he's bad. But, um, like, we rehearsed a whole bunch, and then I got dragged off to, um, I had orders. I had to leave and for to go to Sergeant's course and stuff up in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Land of... Jacksonville, North Carolina, land of all the strip clubs, and is that really what Jacksonville, North Carolina is? It is to me. I'm like, this is nothing but strip clubs, and I, I want to play some, you know, play some music. So, you know, I'd go up there for sergeant's course. Then I had to go back up there for staff sergeant's course um, and martial arts. And um, so I spent a, a good a bit of time up there while I was stationed in Beaufort, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then so. 
when you so were you weren't really gigging out at that point then obviously you you had like no you were just yeah you were any kind of gigs was like i would gig for my squadron like if they had some like some parties or something um like me and uh master sergeant kenny master yeah. kenny, sergeant kenny we did um some gigs and stuff for the squadron and and uh stuff like that but nothing out in town yeah nothing nothing really out in town until like later on Okay. Yeah. And how do you think like the military influenced your 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 discipline as a player, like your practice? I mean, because uh, you know, like, like yeah. it's like people that go in the military typically come out and they're very disciplined, like disciplined, very regimented. You know, it's like yeah. you, this is how you do things. I can imagine that must have kind of boiled over into your playing a little bit, your practicing at least. I don't know really, because like I've I've always been like just like ADD about playing. I don't know what it is. I've been like. Uh, um, I have this drive to practice. Like everything is almost like a, a practice session for me. If you talk to Juanita, she's like, you know, it's like it's like you're always in college. It's like you're always in school. Like ever since we've been together, because I'm always practicing. Whether if it's whether it's getting me anywhere or not, I'm always practicing. Like I'm, you know, I'm fine tuning it now. I I, I know what I want to practice and what I need to practice. But I like I've always just had that worth that worth ethic of practicing even when i was stationed no matter where where i was stationed at yeah i would have it and i'd practice like hours if i could that's I'd awesome. practice before i want to eat or something i don't know you know it'd be <laughs> what's more important I don't know. it seems like you kind of need to have that like work ethic anyways to be a marine before <laughs> like i'm not trying to sell anybody short or anything like that but like yeah like you need to you know <laughs> be serious about joining the military so yeah you'd be serious your whole life the rest of the way yeah for sure kind of goes hand in hand I don't know. What uh what, what was uh like the first creative project that you got involved in? It um, was like out gigging and stuff. Probably um a band called Straight Up. Straight Up. Yeah, they're actually uh, a local Jacksonville band. They're an R&B band and um we had a uh, saxophone, bass, me on guitar and a guy named Julius Walker on guitar and uh I learned a lot from him and all of his rhythm, and he's actually a retired Air Force cat. Oh, okay. And he's 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 um yeah, he's he's an awesome individual. XO on the drums, um. That was that was a yeah that was a fun and great band. That's where I met um I think Myrna. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Myrna, I was in that band and Myrna came and auditioned for that band. And uh, along with a couple other singers, and uh, she got the spot, and um, so we played for. I don't know, probably like two or three years and straight up. Nice. And what kind of stuff were you guys doing? Uh, we were doing a lot of uh, like funk and old school R&B. Um, like, uh, what's that song? Smokey Robinson? Uh, I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's like the only R&B. Like I Will Survive and stuff. And <laughs> like oh, I know. Sorry. Billy, <laughs> Billy doesn't know anything about it. Anything. Uh, really? Yeah, if it's not like EDM, he doesn't know about it. Uh, what else? I would, I would wish we would have hit some more Frankie Beverly, but we, um, yeah, we didn't hit any of that. We did some um, uh, Larry Carlton. Uh, what's the band? Stilly uh, Dan. We did St- some oh, Stilly Dan. Dan. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did some Stilly Dan. I'm aware of that band. Yeah, yeah. Do you so know who Larry was, Carlton is? I, yeah, he uh, yeah. he was in Stilly Dan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Damn. that was a working band. That was that was probably my first working band, like where I was always. We always had gigs. Like I was always gigging every weekend and and stuff. And then probably the first project that was actually 
under me was the Park Street Band. Park Street Band. And that's where, like, when, when me and Myrna broke off from Straight Up and we did the Park Street Band. So were you guys, like, writing music at that point, or were you still doing covers mostly? Yes, we were, we were writing music and uh, in a Park Street Band, and we were doing um, basically whatever we felt like playing. It's kind of like like side b stuff you know yeah, not, yeah. nothing that was uh real popular but like a lot of side b stuff and um sometimes with uh, members you know how it is uh, in, in bands like people have different ideas and mm-hmm. that's a, that's a whole nother story it's a struggle being uh you know leading the band because you know you just want everything to be like a democracy but th- some things you just have to, you know, you have to like, uh, we got to kind of go this way. There's yeah. always got to be a way. band leader. You, you got to make it, dis- someone's got to be the final. And so that was me the whole time. Going. It was like, uh, I don't want to play this. This is gross to me. We we need to play stuff that people aren't playing all the time. Exactly. Like, I don't want to play this song. People are playing it. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what guided the direction of the Park Street Band. And that's what guided the direction of the Parker Urban Band. Those are typically my favorite bands that I see are the ones that are doing like songs by a popular artist yeah. that you might not know. Yeah. Right? We just got into this discussion the other day and yeah. Billy's like Billy's like I-, I was saying that we should do this song called I'm Yours by Prince which is like uh, yeah. the last song on on the For You album like the first album that he released. And I was like that song would be a banger to pull off. What would and, be a and, banger and, 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 and Billy and Billy's like Billy's like yeah but nobody's ever heard that song before. It's like Somebody's heard it, and it'd be very cool to that person who's heard it. Let's but play Raspberry just, Beret. I don't he, understand why. He, he th- there you go. He thinks why that, can't we do that? We c- <laughs> yeah. Just so you, you what, what what you want to do the cars right? What's like? Uh, 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 you're just what I needed. Which yeah. is a banger. That's a terrible song. <laughs> it's not a terrible song. Everybody knows it. They're gonna sing it and everything like that. There's nothing wrong with playing beat size. I'm yeah, all that, about it. It's all no. I'm oh, you. I that's am all about you're it. That's saying that now. <laughs> I'm saying it for, for true. I think there. I think that, that you know it's awesome and everything like that. But you're playing out to musicians. Like you're just, you're doing it because it's like it's in your heart. You're like I don't want to do this. Yeah. You want to win the crowd. Yeah, yeah, but you could, you gotta could, play the hits. Yeah, shut up and play the hits. No, I hate that mentality. <laughs> but anyways, right, so that see that 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 is great. I think all all the music is great. You know, regardless of what you're playing, you're actually you know con- contributing positive vibrations yeah. into the universe, whatever. But like um, like me and a couple other members, like we would, well, actually, like me and Myrna, like she's like one of my best, like one of my best friends. But we're like sister and brother. We you know sometimes and stuff, but um. Like, if someone gets up from the table, um, you know, some people might take that personal, but you can't think about that. You can't think about that kind of stuff to throw you off. It's like you just play, you're playing. So, like, we would get a lot of um, comments saying, you know, like, especially in the beginning days of Parker Urban Band, where Parker Urban Band was playing a lot of bars and a lot of restaurants. Naturally, And yeah. people would say, man, no one sounds like you guys. No one sounds like, and part of that reason is we were, the songs that we did play, we would play it, you know, to the T to be familiar. Yeah. But then we would go somewhere else and it it would just be different because we had Juanita and Myrna and um, there was always a, um, an an ingredient of some type of improv in it. Right. Like some, some type of, uh, and the song selections that we did, like, um, you can't you yeah. can't not do that and be in a cover band or play covers the whole time and not want to just like kill yourself immediately. Yeah, you because have to, like if you play it exactly as it is on the radio a hundred thousand times through, 
I'm out. Like, yeah. I don't want to be in that band either. Yeah, so I get it. And then Damn. the B-sides, too. I'm like, yeah, let's play like these songs that people don't know. I, I'm there. I'm yeah, there with yeah. 100%. <laughs> and, like, and everybody, it's, it's uh, you know, people can do, you just do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. And um, there's always going to be a market or someone is going to want to listen to it. So and I really don't it, even it really, Like, if you play well, and it, 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 it shows that you're, you're playing well and everything like that. It doesn't it really matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. All I am trying to say, though, if you also play 1999 as well oh, as yeah. you possibly can, that's, that's, that's going oh, to oh hit, hit a little Do bit harder. some stuff to say to okay. you guys later? About Prince. Ah, <laughs> Anyways. Ah, um, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I do want to talk about Parker Urban Band because when I first moved to Jacksonville, there was like this blooming, like jam band funk scene that um, you guys. It was Herta Watts and you guys were the first bands I saw when I came here, and I love. I saw Herta Watts. And I was like, holy fuck! Like, holy fuck! <laughs> holy shit! These guys are awesome. <laughs> and then I remember seeing you guys, and I was like, this is like a whole different situation going on over here. And it was like. There was something so uh, real about what you guys were doing that just like the energy was so. Like, you were my favorite Jacksonville band, so uh, you want to kind of talk about Parker Urban Band a little bit, like what the idea was behind that, and also that the family band kind of dynamic that was yeah. super cool with yeah, that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, cool. man. Well, thanks for that um, comment. It was, um, it was a, it was a journey, man. It was a journey. I'll bet. Yeah. So from being in a Park Street band. Uh, Juanita started to sing with us toward the end of Park Street Band. And um, probably the last year or so of that band. And then we started Park Urban Band, which used to be called Park Urban Band in the very beginning. The first couple of months was called Green Tea Logic. I don't remember that. I see yeah. Parker Urban Band. So times, but I don't remember that one. That's a great name. Green though. Tea Logic is the name that I came up with, but. So everybody was like, "Whoa, do we want to keep that name?" I was like, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm down. You can change if you want." So we did a, a vote, right, in a in a baseball hat, and so everybody wrote the names that they wanted out of a certain uh, range of names: Green Tea Logic or Parker Urban Band. And then I remember my my son Jalen picking the names out the hat. So more people voted for Parker Urban Band. Wow! But really, I wanted a Green Tea Logic just because I didn't want the band to be directly attached to the name. I wanted some more flexibility right? Um, to do more stuff because I didn't know if I was, like for me, it's always been like, I don't know if I'm mature enough in my journey in music to go ahead and put everything behind my name yet. So that's always been a big deal for me. And it still is to this day. It's like, you know, I, I'm still searching. I'm still practicing. I, my voice, I don't know if my voice is even there yet. So know? this is a, this is extremely, uh, Relevant, well, relevant, but like it's it's extremely, uh, it's an extremely mature way of thinking because this is something that like like when 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 I first came to Jacksonville and I did the Anton Laplume bands I couldn't think I didn't know like like, like a good band name so I just went with that, and my dad was like, be careful when you do that because you don't really like you're not at a point yet where 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 your name can can really you know hold up everything that you can do right. So you want to kind of go into that, like what that actually, like why you no, made that decision? It makes sense, hundred uh, percent. He has an awesome name. Yes. And your name sounds like it's made okay, up. That's <laughs> no, you can, that's an awesome name too. <laughs> that's. It's not an awesome name, John. <laughs> Sorry to say. It. 
It sounds like a magician from the gig and it's gonna la plume. It's good. Yeah, it sounds like a magician from the 1800s. Is what he sounds like. The great Anton. You're the. Uh, I mean, I I'd totally be down for that role though. By the way, right? Like, oh my be. god, you sound. But, all right, whatever. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. He's the, for for those who don't understand, like really, like what that actually means. You want to kind of give him some perspective on that? Yeah. So, um, you know, for one thing, I've always I've always been, you know, for me personally, my struggle's been. I've always had a day job, whether it was the Marine Corps for 12 years or, you know, a day job. So I wasn't getting all the road time, even though I was practicing all the time at home and I'd, I'd practice helping mics and I would find the badass cat start playing like, ah, I need to spend more time with him. I need to watch him and stuff. When I, you know, like one cat I would like to mention is like when I got to Jacksonville, going to the blues jams at yesterday's, um, this, this um, cat named Jonathan Brock, he came from... Um, Nashville and his mom, Slenda Pink, and his his uh, musicality. He's like um, super into Steve Vai, okay, but also Freddie King at the same time. Nice, but more so into Freddie King. Like, just I was just blown away, and like he was a big inspiration for me. I was like, oh shit, man, I got this is good stuff right here. So, so and for me to put like Parker Urban behind my band, that name right then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right because those um, shows will stay with you forever like it's yep. like okay i mean it's fine too because you can see a musician mature and you can see a band mature but um i didn't want to really go that route i wanted to you know do some bands and then when i was ready 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 i would go ahead and put my name but you know put my name behind it um but we were playing for quite a while and i was like okay parker and band it is everybody wants to do parker and band all right let's do parker Urban band which i have no regret no regrets about it but, um, you know, as one thing that I ran into with that name being Parker Urban Band is, uh, like, back when, when we had another baby with Mateo, and then um, Chris and Milo, they had a baby, and Jill, Jill had uh, Milo. Um, you know, everybody's having babies because that's the natural vibe of the universe. You everybody's know, having you're having babies. That's Eventually, name, it's going to happen. <laughs> everybody's having babies. Everybody's having babies. So that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, of um, so when that happened, I was like, okay, we're going to take a natural natural hiatus. I don't know if we're going to get back together. I still, I still don't know if the band's going to get back together. Um, there's been so many members of the Parker Urban Band, and they've all been just like morphed, morphed into different things, like uh, from people that moved to LA that couldn't plan it no longer or for whatever reasons like uh, double bookings or like we just weren't booking so we had to switch bass players so there's so many musicians that have been in in the band but um yeah so I didn't I didn't really want to you know put my name behind it back then but we just you know kind of we just kind of went with it and and uh yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's it's interesting dynamic to have because or interesting th- thing to think about because it's like if you're not um, like like you're saying if you don't feel confident in where you are completely as an artist yet maybe you don't want to be attached like you don't want to be attached to that one specific project just yet and also people get this expectation where if they see your name that that's what they're going to go and see. Exactly. Hey, you, so can't, you can't start over again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I never even thought of that. that that's where sense. I forgot to tell that's I forgot to mention like so yeah, after the after the wonderful babies blessings, after all the babies and blessings come. Also great. You know, I never stopped playing. So I was booking shows even uh, you know, after uh, Parker Urban Band stopped. Like our last show was like at Prohibition Kitchen. 
But Al's book can show us that, that, you know, that next spring, spring in the blues, that next thing. And I just kept, you know, kept, kept going. Cause, um, but when that took place, it's kind of hard because everybody knows you from Parker Urban Band. Right. And it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, we just can't, we can't be Parker Urban Band right now because we got priorities to do, you know. And um, so that was a hard, hard part to divide. It's like, you know, everybody is looking for the Parker Urban Band, but simply I just, you know, I'm just off, off growing on my own. And, right. You know. We have the same issue now sometimes where people are still putting up like Anton the Plume Band instead of Side Hustle. And stuff like that, you're just like you're like okay, I understand like why you're doing that, but that's not really that's that's not, definitely not the same thing. Number yeah. one and number two, it's just like you know, just if, if you if you saw that incarnation of 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 the band, uh, however many years ago, three or four years ago when that was, then and you're expecting to see that, it's for sure not going to be what you're going to see here. You know right. what I mean? That's a weird thing to have to explain to people sometimes. They get like almost. Like upset by it, like yeah. They take it yeah. offensive. They, they get offended by it almost, you know. It is one of the things that uh, made sense to me why we should change our name to what it is now is uh, because it wasn't just you writing songs, right? It's like everybody in the band is right. writing songs and then writing it together, right? So it's like I was that the kind of case with the uh, Parker Urban Band too, is that you know they were all writing songs with you. Yes, or? I've always um, everybody's um, you know, had ideas like. Um, in that band, like the lyrics and stuff was like pretty much was a combination between me, Juanita and Myrna. Yeah. So most of the music was, I was writing the music. Um, There's a few songs where Myrna would have some melodies and she would um, have ideas on how the music would go. And uh, I would write some lyrics. Juanita had her lyrical songs or I'd help co-write. Me and Myrna would have co-written songs together. And um, so, the Parker Urban Band, kind of the core um, members have always been just me, Juanita, and Myrna. Um, but whoever was in the band at the time, I, mean, I could name everybody. They're, they're freaking, you know, they're all awesome. We are, like, we'll play together again. Like, when we stopped playing Parker Urban Band, I played with basically everybody that I've played with in the past in the band. Like, you know, yeah. Adam, um, you know, Eric. Javian. Um, Javian. Yeah. Um, me and Chris Chris Pollan play quite a bit, and one of um, the most phenomenal musicians in Jacksonville, yeah, by the way. He's a ridiculous like, musicologist, man. Yeah. He is. Um, so and like, like what you said, people posting Anton Anton Laplume band. This ha- this is actually happening to me right now, right? Because I have a show coming up, but it's being posted as Parker Urban Band. Mm. I'll be posting about it here in the near future, but it's gonna be. It's going to be me, Myrna, and it's going to be Sean Taunton, Adam Kennaway. Oh, man. And <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. And there's this fantastic trombone player that he's actually from here, but he lived in D.C. for a while, mm-hmm. um, Wes. And um, he reminds me of Chris on a saxophone, if that tells you anything. Wow. Yeah. So Chris can't be at this one because um, he has a bundle of joy coming. They're, um, really? Him and Jill are due. Yeah at the end of the month and that's when this gig pops off oh but my I, god wow i'll that's... be posting about it and um yeah blessings to them and what's the good name times. of the band babies all the time i can't remember what the name is it was. you said babies and blessings <laughs> no, yeah. no 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 what, 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 what are we what are we calling uh that was the best band name ever i don't remember something about babies yeah <laughs> that's a good band name too i guess that's something about because everything's well, what, a great band what's name. that show though joe john um, john that's sorry yeah i'll, I'll <laughs> be posting on that one it's um it's um september 27th 
September 27th. Where are you yeah. in Jacksonville? No, it's going to be at Clay County. Where's Clay? Oh, 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 but close around. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, so I'll, I will post on some details on that. But, um, yeah, I'm already um, hit up everyone and uh, got a, a set list together. And some, oh, yeah. some actually, there's going to be some pub tunes in there, some Parker and Band tunes. There's going to be some new tunes, um, some new tunes that I'm covering vocally um, and uh, everything. So it should be fun. There's still yeah. this. Uh, that, that's that's gonna be exciting, man. I'm, I'd yeah, love to sure. come and see that if we're if we're not doing anything. We're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We haven't done anything for six months. What are you talking about? We got some shit coming up. We can't say it just yet, but we got some stuff in the works. Other yeah. than Monster Mash, get your that's tickets what's now. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster Mash. <laughs> are you coming? Um, I think I'm do gonna w- be there. Do you want to win our ticket giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else. He's just shaking. Nobody's entering. People are entering. Got pretty good odds of winning. People are entering. People are entering. I'm just fucking around. Um, Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be fun, man. That's probably gonna be like the first legit festival in such a long time and stuff. Halloween on a Saturday. That's awesome. That's that's great. All you Halloween people. Halloween's like my favorite holiday, even though I don't get to celebrate it much because I'm raising little kids and my house is pretty strict with Halloween stuff. (laughs) Well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I suppose. I'm more of a Christmas guy myself. Yeah. You, well, Billy, I do like Christmas too now, Christmas but my uh, that's a, um, anyways, that has nothing to do with music. I Keep want, going. I want, no, I wanted to say something about, um, fuck the show that he's playing. No, it was, it, it was something else. I can't remember right now. Um, but I did want to ask you about the dynamic of being in a band with your wife and, and that whole yeah, thing. Like what, what Daily was that band. experience like? Uh, I mean, Juanita is an, an incredible yeah. singer yeah, and, she's great. and front woman as well. And did you guys meet f- during that, or did you guys were you guys together before the band got yeah. to be? Okay, so we we were um, together before that. So me and Juanita met in Beaufort, South Carolina, and um, it was totally unrelated to music. It was kind of like we start we started seeing each other, like we knew of each other from um, you know friends and stuff, and we weren't dating or anything like that, but. Um, we just started hanging out. I got, that, that was a time where I was going back and forth to um, North Carolina, Jacksonville, North Carolina, and um, I, there was that was just a different time. And I was like into racing and um, uh, doing stunts. So I had a stunt team back then. <laughs> so not only was I playing guitar, I was I had a stunt team on motorcycles. It was called Sick oh. Intentions. Yeah. So if you ever if you know about the Rough Riders and doing uh, tank wheelies and stuff and uh, cradle chairs where your feet are over the windscreen on crotch rockets and doing wheelies like that. Yeah. That yeah. was me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember talking to you about that. Um, yeah. So I got video. I'm trying to um, break open one of my old PCs that has a video, but it was, it was pretty crazy. My, uh, my daughters would be like, they would see me doing that going on the road back then. And they're like, Papa, Papa, slow down. slow down. Like, <laughs> How many lives have you lived? <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> why? <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, that's a that's a um, that's a that's a Grant Grant says to me all the time. Whenever we have a chance to talk, it seems like I got a different story every time. I'm telling you, bro. I remember but, like, I've said this to you in, in the past also, where I'm just like, what like what aren't you capable of? What what haven't you pursued before? It's just like it's it's, it's amazing. I wish I had that kind of drive and dedication to things. <laughs> it was, it's crazy, man. Just kind of like just things, just um, like little things, like little fun facts, like it used be a firefighter when I was in high school. <laughs> that, how do you hire you a firefighter in high school? Well, so Where'd you grow up? In Beaverton, Michigan. So I'm from Flint, Michigan. Really? But 
yeah. from up north. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm from. Um, I graduated out of Beaverton, Michigan. So we had a volunteer firefighter system and um, out there. So yeah, I volunteered for it, and I I had my pager. Oh boy! Oh, really, really dating damn. yourself here, John. I had a pager, <laughs> and uh, that that was crazy. Yeah. So I'd be in class, and I would get a you know a page and. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I, was, out, I could go. leave class. Yeah, so I got to leave class. Like, yeah, so I got to go fight a fire right now. Yeah, I'm hilarious. excused from school. So I, I the greater good. responded to three calls. I only responded to three calls. Like Still One was a stage collapsing, a music stage collapsing. Really? Yeah. That's not the most ironic shit I've ever heard in my life. That, yeah, it is. <laughs> I only had to shoot up one time uh, to go into this barn. It was a car fire inside this barn, so I had a full um, SCBA, self-contained like breathing apparatus tank and everything. Yeah. And that was that was, it was intense, but it was um, you know it was nothing crazy. Wow. But uh, yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's, that's just, just a fun little fact. It's fun so fact weird. of the day. Uh, so you and Juanita met. Yeah, yeah. So we met. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Beaufort, South Carolina. So she worked at, that's, I wrote this song called Eight Churchdale. She used to work at this, um, at Food Lion. And then when we started dating, seriously, I lived at Eight Churchdale. And that's where I wrote that song called Eight Churchdale. It was the name of the lane where everything started and the memories came. Lots of passion, fun in the sun. She was incredible. She is the one. Nice. So, yeah, I had to do that one time. But Hell, yeah. Yeah, we met there, and um, it wasn't about music. Like, we went to karaoke a few times. Like, she liked to do karaoke, and, and she loved riding the crotch rocket. So, like, we had to get up, like, wee hours of the night and just jet to Savannah. And one of her favorite things to do was, you know, the on-ramps and off-ramps? Yeah. Well, when you're leaning, your foot is, like, this far from the ground. And you've been all the and, way to and the other And she's on the back. Too, yeah. So, I mean, if, you, oh, if she on a crotch rocket, the person on the back is a little bit higher. Yeah. And it just seems, you know, it's like a, I don't know, you, roller coaster ride. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So that's where we met. I got orders to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Or Jacksonville, Florida. Sorry. And uh, we both moved down here, and that's when Jalen came. Okay. Yeah, when, yeah we had Jalen. He was born at the uh, Naval Hospital on NES Jacks. Okay, cool. Awesome. So no music yet. No, no music, music yet. Like, but she, no, I mean, she was still awesome. singing on the side, like, you know, uh, karaoke. Like, we'd go to Harmonious Monks. Oh, nice. Took my daughters over there. My daughters were, like, dancing on the bar, singing and stuff. Nice. Like, <laughs> that must have been a fun experience for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, so that was, yeah, I'm so lucky. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful because it's rare that you'll find someone and then, it just blooms into something else. Like she is like a music lover. She loves playing. Like we were just jamming um, this past su- Sunday night. We were jamming till like five in the morning. Uh, really? Five in the morning. Like our neighbors across the street. Like we were we were out there at one o'clock in the morning. Our neighbors are like, I'm gonna bring over eighteen hundred bottle. I just want to hear you guys play. We were about to go in, but four hours later, we were still out there jamming and and stuff and. That's awesome, man. And um, where can you do that? What side town you live on? Damn. Yeah, I, I live close to NAS Jacks. Off okay. Of all right, all right. Yeah, our yeah, neighbors. Right. <laughs> all of our neighbors. They know. They like know all the Parker Room band members. They sometimes they come out and hang out when we're playing. And that's awesome. That's awesome, um, man. Stuff. Yeah. What uh? So what was that dynamic like being in a band with your with your? Was she your wife when you guys started the band or when when the band formed? Yes. Yeah. We okay. got um. Yeah. Because we were ma- we got married in two thousand three and um. I think Parker Urban Band started in 2012. Oh, okay. Wow. So you guys were already like yeah. deep into the relationship. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah, so the dynamic um, dynamic was great. I mean, the net, it was very hard as an individual. Like, my mind is going, like, my mind goes like a million miles an hour. Like, I'm always, like, writing riffs and ideas are just coming from everywhere. But when you got, like, eight people in a band, it's really hard because you have to, you have to balance. Like, you got two great singers and and at that time I'm not even practicing singing because I'm like you know I'm kind of like I'm intimidated like these are some great singers so I'm focusing mostly on changes and and writing tunes and and writing lyrics but um then but then you have you have keys you have sax you have percussion drums and it was uh it was it was awesome it was like a big family band like we would eat and stuff and have dinner and whatever um but the dynamic, it's kind of hard. It's, almost, it's a little hard to grow because we were actually really busy, too, at the time. Like, we, I don't know, we, had, we were playing, like, two to three gigs a week on average for the whole year, which is, that's kind of busy for people who also have day jobs. Oh, yeah, so some of sure, us man. also had day and jobs. Family. Like, the whole and time family, I had a day yeah. job, <laughs> and then at one point I was also going to college at the same time Jeez. online. And raising like, a family, too. Yeah. yeah, and Juanita was going, too. We actually walked across... FSCJ stage the same the same day it was um, did you really yeah that's awesome but um yeah that's yeah so lot, that man. dynamic of trying to improve yourself it's always you know it's just been it's been difficult because you got a gig coming up so now you got to practice for the gig coming up right you got to rehearse for the gig coming up but I want to I want to catch that like that seven eight time lick thing that we were doing but you don't have time for it it's like okay. Hold off on that until next week. We're going to do this, this song, and this song. and That's always a problem, especially before this whole quarantine Yeah, thing I was going to say that, too. Like, during the, the coronavirus and everything, it's like, oh, we like, I don't have to do that insane yeah, schedule anymore. Now we can just, like, write constantly. Like, yeah. before this whole thing, it was like, okay, well, you know, we have this festival coming up, or we're going on the road, and we have these dates coming up. We need to put together not just not just practice the songs, but we need to put together a set list. Yeah. and practice the set list and, and all your transitions and how you're going to do it all where where the where your improv moments and where we actually play right like this all this shit has to be mapped out right and right. you know when you're constantly you go on the road you know once or twice a month and uh or you have festivals you know consistently it's like where's the time to write like you're, especially if you're trying to give them a different show every time yeah you know what i mean all your so, time is in to practicing for the next show yeah there's no practicing for yourself and there and there's no writing either like no, writing yeah. is very difficult you know that's yeah the so worst you end up part. playing a lot of the um stuff that you know you try to write new stuff but you end up playing some of the old stuff that you maybe not want to play so yeah you don't want to play and you then like stuck in that cycle. yeah you're stuck in that rut man that's why you don't see you know it's like for me i always try and focus on like okay well, there's bands that do it this way, and you're, you're always, you'll see a different set, but you're always going to hear the same songs. Yep. And it's like, okay, so what, like, like for instance, Humphreys, right? Like, they're going to go on the road one, uh, once or twice a year, and they're going to be out for six months oh, between, between the U.S. Oh, okay. and Europe right, right. and Asia and everything, you know? And then they come back, and then they don't, like, they're not just going to be doing one-off gigs. They, st they, they, they go back, and they, they take, you know, a month or two off, and they go back to writing. They write a record, they record the record, they release a record, and the next year they tour on that record. It's yeah. like, okay, well, that's what we got to do then. We have to stop yeah. all this fucking, yeah. you know, just hopping on whatever festival and hopping on, you know, booking just random dates. It's like, let's do this with a real intention, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, so. that's, yeah, that's it.
You do. You have That's to work like 110% to, to get to that level. Like, it's it's great. Like, once you get to the part where you're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to record an album for like six months and then we're going to go, you know, tour with that album tour for with the that next album year and a half and then come back to the recording. So it's not like that when you're starting up. Yeah, not not when you're at this stage. It's of it. just yeah, you like, kind of hit wherever you can. You, well, not even that. It's, it's I'm just saying, like, there's no breaks like yeah that. it's just right. you, you you do we like okay we have four days in the studio we have a weekend off you yeah know what i mean and then it's just like okay it's straight back into everything right Ugh, yeah it's, it's rough man it's a no. lot yeah it it's is. a lot of fun though it's yes, like it it's, <laughs> yeah it has its moments and it pays really really yeah. well <laughs> like an insane amount of money in fact i don't understand why more people aren't doing it more people should do it so it's you know share the wealth yes <laughs> Um, <laughs> I did kind of like you have a um, like a lot like a very philosophical approach to playing. It seems like whenever we, like, we've spoken about stuff, or even on, yeah. on social media, like you have this very you know outspoken ph- philosophical approach to like what you want. What you want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's like um, I mean, I'm just always I'm always you know searching, searching and um, just trying to play you know by feel. Just trying to, you know, trying to find my way. Yeah. And um, I had uh, one of my good friends who I met out at um, Wani. He he called me up one day. He's like, I seen a video that you posted, and man, that jazz that jazz stuff is it, man, it's, it's nice. He's like, so what made you, uh, you know, go into jazz? And when he said that, it made me think about, you know, what made me go into that. Um, like I think jazz has always been like a big part of me. Like when I was growing up, my influence was, my first influence was Randy Rhodes from Ozzy Osbourne. I'm aware. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only name that you said so far that I understand. Keep yeah. <laughs> Joe Pass. Yes. Uh, Joe Pass at that time, when, you know, when I was playing guitar, I was just like, it was so far over my head. So I'd keep on bouncing off of him and like, okay, do I understand more of this? A few months later, bounce off him again. Do I understand more now? You know, like that. But like Randy Rhodes stuff, I was like learning lick from lick, lick for lick on an acoustic guitar. Um, wow. I wired into a, um, a old jam box, so I had my guitar plugged into a, a stereo. Like I wired it in, and um, and that's when that's when I got the Gibson SG. So that was actually my first guitar that I'd wire in, and I would just play on that thing, playing that thing for days. I'd play in front of my house, like run my box out the window. Nice. Um, and uh, we lived on a dirt road, and we were kind of close to the road, so people would come by, and they would just pull in and listen. I don't know if I sounded good or not, but they would just listen. That's <laughs> awesome, though, man. That's very cool. You got it. I mean, if they're staying around, yeah. listen to you. you but, so it's, like, it's been a big journey, because like, when I started out, I could not stand um, pentatonic scales. I was, everything that pulled to me was like the notes, the other notes, like the other colorful notes, um, which is like totally opposite for me now. I love pentatonics and you know diatonics but i like all the approach notes and stuff in between and um playing by feel for so long and not like learning in school i think that kind of has led me more in a philosophical path on um on what playing is you know like you know what is music one day where did music come from like who decided what the intervals were right you know, you know thousands and thousands of years ago like who who is it to decide what the intervals are and stuff like that and um, um, then for me the more of a philosophical part came about time like 
percussion. Yeah. Like to me, like I think that was a you know a big thing. It still is a huge thing. I'm still, you know, practicing like drums. I practice drums. Our drum set stays set up at the house, along with Kofi's set. Nice. So Kofi has a little drum set that him and uh, Mateo share, but um, like the books that I've read have inspired me. Like, um, um, what's his name? Kenny Werner, uh, Effortless Effortless Mastery. So that's a, a very philosoph- uh, philosophical uh, pianist. He's an amazing pianist. Really? Um, and basically, you can make anything sound good if it's in rhythm, if yep. it's in time. I mean. Music is we over overcomplicated sometimes when two notes played certain ways can sound beautiful, and um, even if they're bad. And um, so he was one of the I really dug on him, and I got tipped onto him by Bobby Rogers. So I'm very thankful for um, you know Bobby Rogers have tipped me off to a couple of different things. Like um, um, I've always been a fan of Pat Martino, like his just his fluidity and yeah. stuff. So I ended up learning his whole book. Um, I got a book from um, Bobby Rogers who had all of linear lines. I think it's called Linear Expressions or something. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side of the book, it had like all Wes Montgomery's um, chord voicings and stuff. Wow. And I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, this is awesome. It's like, so like I went through all those books and then I was reading the philosophical books like Free Play. There's another book by a Free Play. It goes deep into the inspirations and textures of the rooms and places you're, you're in um, to inspire you in what you play. Um, and The Practice of Practice is another great book that I'm in. And that one's probably one of my favorite books, The Practice of Practice. So I think a lot of my philosophical um, has come from reading, reading and just understanding that it's, that's why like quite a while back, I just started changing the term for me instead of like musicians like we're musicologists because we're always studying right you know and it sounds more expensive so maybe we can get paid more yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like that that sounds good to me so yeah and it's um in life so just philosophical in life and just being like i started studying like i'm raised pentecostal and um but i'm i'm the person that's like okay there's a baby that was born in china he should not be faulted for, you know, whatever his religion is. He never had a chance. You know, when you're born, we're born, somebody, already given, somebody has already given us our name and everything when we're born. So we really don't have a chance. We're born into a society. So, yeah, I get, like, really deep and philosophical on that. And, and that kind of connects over to um, the musician type of stuff. Yeah, totally. So there's some, there's some deep stuff out there, man. I mean, it's like, but, um, yeah. So... Um, what about like how do you relate th- how do you equate those two things like if somebody like, like saying like, like, like a baby is not like, that's born into a certain religion is not at fault for the religion right. or their actions based on that well, how do you kind of equate that to music and it um, I wish you were talking to the mic a little yeah bit. yeah sorry about that it's all good I, I think it um, it makes I think it makes me more at ease um as far as exploring and stuff. And I think you might have said to me too, like, he's like, man, uh, one of the shows I did, like, you're just like going for it up there. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm really stretching and um, on the notes, you, you know, you play and the, the wrong notes, everybody wants to say the wrong notes, but 
if you spend enough time with a note, it won't be, it won't be wrong. You know, I'm still, you know, this is something I'm still working on. Like one of my practice routines, I love practicing this way. I love practicing to drones, um, like drones. Yeah, to like a, um, like a cello Rogers drone, uh, whatever. Like oh, in no different keys. What you're talking about. Like yeah, a cello, so dr- like, like a cello drone, like a C, a C note. Just, oh, just one note. Just pull it out. One note. Okay, okay, sorry. And you sat there and you meditate, and you can basically meditate to it. You can close your eyes and you hit all the intervals of whatever chord you want, and you can see how they clash, and how they don't clash. It's that's some real trippy stuff, John. Oh man, it's beautiful. <laughs> and so if you like meditating or anything like that, I and do. mindfulness is another thing that's got me into it. Like being mindful. Yeah. Is a it's it's a huge benefit, man. I wish everybody could just. You know, take a take a pause and just like, okay, let me do this mindfulness thing for a minute, and that might help out with a lot of things. But yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. So because you're like you're hitting all the bad notes, but you can you can hear exactly what they sound like. The interval to it, you can make whatever chord voicings you want, whatever extensions you want to do, and you just sit on it. it. Having a rhythm in your head that's important. So like, I could play all day by myself with drone things happening with a rhythm in the head changing it up and just you know doing it's just it's just awesome i don't know i love doing that but it's i mean it's an incredible ear training exercise yeah and just like you become so much more aware of your instrument on like what you can do and and on top of like hearing those intervals and learning what those sound like whether it's right or wrong you like something that i was told by because i didn't go to school either and i got into jazz much later on but um it's like if you know how to resolve it and you know yeah. when to resolve it, that's all that really matters. Yeah. And in doing what you're doing, practicing like droning music and stuff, it's like you can hear where those wrong notes are and then you know exactly how to resolve it. Right, right. And that's like just super important. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I wish I would have started that a long time ago, but I've been doing, uh, you know, that sort of thing for some time. But like, if I could do it, I don't have any regrets, but if I could do it all over, I would have became a percussion player first and, um, and then picked up an instrument. Yeah. I think it's super, uh, honestly, man, like I think that the rhythm is the most important aspect of it all. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're saying, it's, it's like you can, you can play whatever you want, like harmonically, right. but if rhythmically it's off, then that's really what screws it all up. It's like, play whatever you know you want if it's in time and you resolve it properly then you're good it doesn't really matter what you're playing honestly just make it play with play it with intention and and play in you know make it make it make sense rhythmically you right. know billy right. doesn't know about that because billy has no concept of rhythm at all No, i was about to say uh, you heard it here first it doesn't really matter what you play in jazz yes. and that's coming straight from uh, yeah. uh anton yeah <laughs> that's not what i said at no, all he, i mean like you literally say we have it on uh, camera and film yeah. so <laughs> So, but anyway, uh, so so that's how I I mean I connect that. But like I like I say, I'm nobody. I'm just finding my own way. I think everybody has their own journey, and um, like I am like so deep still in my journey. Um, Man, but there's like this there's like this this um, like confidence and assertiveness that you have when you're playing. It's like I mean, well, we did that jazz festival that one year. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, that it's was like, fun. St- yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was what Stan about Pi- that rhythm section though? I know, and it was like Stan Piper and Stefan. Yeah, I'm just like, which are like some of the most badass. It's the most badass r- rhythm section you're gonna play with in Jacksonville, anyways. Uh, maybe in like ever. Um, yeah, but, incredible. Uh, um, 
but I just remember like being up there and being so intimidated by by everybody up there and like you would play and just go for it and just be it would be just it was so properly executed and I was just like man I am overthinking this way too much. It's just like, I, I want to try and do this. I want to try and do that. But it's like my fingers stop working because I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing that right. I'm not playing with any confidence. It's just all about like, like what, what can I try and do here? It's just none of it's working. And you were yeah. just up there like fucking going for it and, may, and just like crushing. I was like, why, why am I up here? First off, you, see, you freaking sounded fantastic that show. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I can't I was, remember. I don't, I can't remember a show. You didn't sound fantastic, but. I was I remember that show and um I mean that was that was a that was a big show it was a fun show it was we a lot of fun yeah some awesome cats playing and um jazz fest so that was that was dope but you sounded you sounded great though I appreciate that great. but yeah that was it was very it was it was very intimidating being up there with all you guys I was just like like Stan Stan and Stefan just effortlessly yeah just doing what they do and you're up there just like just being you and just crushing it I was just like man this is a this is a lot to 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 com- not to compete. You don't think about it. you don't want to yeah, think about it like yeah, that. Yeah. But just a lot to to measure up to, I guess. You know, I think that like the book, the practice of practice. Um, they talk a lot about that's where our practice stage should be, but it's it's kind of hard though, especially if it's not your gig. Right. So, I've been you know from Park Street Band and Park Urban Band. So a lot of my gigs, I've been rehearsing actually at the shows. Yeah, totally. Because for me, I'm working a day job. Sometimes I was going to school full time. So for, for me to get where I wanted to, I was like, I would just, I would just go for it because it is, it is what it is. This is going to be the sound that yep. I'm, I'm going to go for it. But if I work for someone else, if I'm on somebody else's gig, then I went, you know, I wouldn't go for it. You know, I'd be more like, you know, that's reserved perspective. Yeah. More reserved because it is their gig and you want to, um, you know, make them sound good with whatever the music is they want to do. But my philosophy always has been, you know, the texture to the music, we're always trying to make each other sound good. Right. Yes. And I think everybody I've always played with, even you guys and you, we're always listening to each other and making each other sound good. Yeah. Billy doesn't listen very much to anybody around him, but uh, I definitely try and listen to people. <laughs> it's not true. Do you remember when we played with Rosie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang. That was, that was, that was a while ago. Oh, that was the first man. time. I'm that sure you sounded great. That, that, was a, that was a fun yeah, show. Yeah. I crushed it. <laughs> Yeah, and he you was there. He was on fire, man. You Thank was, you very yeah, much. He was, he was on fire. And that was like how many times have you played Rosie since then? Zero. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you crushed it. I yeah. did crush it. I was <laughs> and I was I was I think 20, 22 or twenty three. I wasn't very old. Cool. Yeah, that's 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 what's up, man. That was that was a great show. You sound. How fantastic. many times have you played with Rosie? It's <laughs> weird. Uh, doesn't know who I am. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't get an opportunity to, to woo him. You know. You did and just didn't get a call back. That's okay, though. That's they, yeah, they called me. What are you going to do? They were like, hey, we need a keyboardist. Let's get Phil on. You know, speaking of Roosevelt, like, there's, we're surrounded by so many humble players. Yeah, and great. we talked about Stefan and Stan. And, like, there's so many, like, just completely badass players and they're so humble. And that's a great thing about, like, our music scene. Like, everybody, um, you know, so so many great players and so humble at the same time. Yeah, for sure, man. I think th- it's it's a combination of like the jam scene. It's, it's has become such a broad term uh, and en- encompasses so many different styles of music. I think that's where the humility comes from. It's yeah. like you have 
players that have been like someone like John Schofield who came from the the, the, the jazz community and just kind of dipped his toe in the jam scene and was like, holy crap, this is a whole new world that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And somebody at that level to take a step back and be like, how do I wrap my head around this? Yeah. And then do it. And I think having influences like that and having people from like, you know, you have like people that was kind of more reggae vibe to them. You have people that have more of like a funk vibe to them. People that have more like, 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 like electronic kind of stuff to them. It's like all this, this mix of all these different styles and everybody just is constantly realizing like, yeah. I don't know all about that right there, yeah, you yeah. know? And that's what kind of creates that humility, I think in this scene. Yeah. There's not enough time, man. There's not enough time just, in a day to know. Just isn't yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's been it's been like a incredible scene to break into, for sure. Yeah. So um, I think, uh, like, yeah, I just I just play. If it's my project, I just play to play. You know, it just um, there was when I first was playing here in Jacksonville, I played a, like a lot of Hendrix, a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan. That was another big influence, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and yeah, it was one of my stuff. big ones too at first. For and sure. then and then the Almond Brothers hit me. Yep, man, I just got floored by the Almond Brothers. I, you know, I heard some of their music when I was in Michigan and stuff, in Flint, and Owasso, and um, but one of my really good friends who passed away, um, Jason Aramuni, um, he took me to my first Wani festival, and I went to ten after that. Like, and uh, when me and him played together, man, it was just like you could close your eyes and our notes would just interlink. Like we, we would do all the brothers tunes. Like, you know, um, one of our favorites was Elizabeth Reed, man. That song is a freaking badass song to play over, man. So I don't know, but yeah. Well, so what pulled me to the Almond Brothers is like the jazz, the jazz in it. And it was just, you know, jam. It was jam, jazz. It had like, good lyrics and um, it was just a good vibe. And uh, the arrangements so, too, man. Yeah. It's like, it was like these... It's like Southern rock was what like had a lot, like there's a lot of bands within that community that had like some pretty cool things going on with, and Skinner also. Yeah. Uh, and the outlaws, like all, all these bands had great stuff, but you heard that there's something about the almond brothers. that was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Like the first jam band out of Florida. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah, the way you can look basically. at it. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> or Georgia, wherever it yeah. brought, brought the improv element into it. I think. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And Dickie Betts like had this, kind of more jazzy phrasing but like very diatonic playing yeah. and then Dwayne Allman just like this this like I'm just gonna give you all of me in every yeah. note yeah powerhouse yeah. yeah so yeah man I mean those guys hit me at a much later age I was like in my early 20s by the time I mean I'd heard them again growing yeah. up but like I didn't really get into them until I was like in my early 20s and I was just like uh this is what I want to do right here yeah like, this is yeah yes that's that's dope yeah from them it was like acquiring Western unit Oh yeah, and Jimmy Herring. Jimmy Herring O'Teal. And then our, uh from that, Sean Lane. Oh yeah, he's a he's an animal, man. Yeah, Sean Lane and from that Sean Costello. Um he was another a fantastic pretty sure Sean Costello, uh like a blues artist. He sang and played. He'd play like a um a um less powered P nineties with his fingers. Okay. Just amazing artist, but he 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 passed away unfortunately, but um just like Sean Lane. And yeah. um then more jazz uh, musicians, you know, some more Joe Pass I would listen to, and Kurt Rosenwinkel. Yep. Um, uh, of course, uh, John Schofield, and that's and just yeah, you know, that's. I mean, like literally, like honestly, if you're if you're trying to break into jazz like without any kind of formal training, the Go Go album. Yeah. 
from John Schofield is probably the Bible of that of this like kind of jazz funk fusion thing. Yeah, where it's like, it's it's all like the progressions are are simple enough that if you're coming from a blues background or something, you can grasp onto it, and the harmony is simple enough where if you're, again if you're coming from like a blues or a rock background you can kind of grab onto it pretty easily but the phrasing yeah and the rhythmic kind of like and the comping and all this just, i don't know man it's just like the grooves it's also jazz influence you're just like it's the perfect like bridge to all that you know yeah where are you going of what oh okay <laughs> cool yeah so, so yeah but um you're asking like yes i just i don't know man it's just I guess that that part was in me, but I'm still trying. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, man. I mean, so many influences, man. Like uh, I will, I'll stick on someone for like a couple months and stuff. Like, and it's not. A lot of times it's not guitar players. A lot of times it's pianists. Um, um, Coltrane's uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the main one of the main cats. He just passed away, I think. Oh, McCoy Tyner. McCoy Tyner, yeah, yeah. yeah. McCoy Tyner, like his um his voicings, um, and then percussionists um, or horn players like Yusuf Latif. Yeah. Um. Um. The pianist Alpha Miss. He's like I don't think kind I know. of like funk. He's from the uh, UK, I believe. Okay. Alpha Miss and Yusuf Dez. He's a drummer. Okay. Um, just a lot of that stuff and. Um, and uh you know indian stuff too is like you know oh yeah of course yeah yeah talk about all that droning stuff and like and being able to like play through like just weird stuff like right. that 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 style of music is like amazing man yeah conoco has been like a very um fun thing to um practice percussion and rhythms with um syllables rather okay. than one e and a two e and a three right you know you know using the uh, conoco syllables so right right yeah and just like I'm just like a, a mashup of everything it's just so much stuff man I just like yeah. I just love and that's why I wanted is like man it's like you're in school I'm like babe check this out if you do this and this and just have this in your mind it colors this right <laughs> that's, and she's just like and she's just like okay what am I supposed to do with that information <laughs> yeah so, I uh but she's she's very quick man she like like her alternate picking I'm just like like she's like she just hasn't played out yet, like guitar and stuff. But yeah, she's, she's getting it. Yeah, she's 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 got her own feel. Like that's that's a difference, man. She has she has feel. You know, some people practice a long time and practice, but they might not have the feel. Yeah, it just it's just not there. But like, yeah, I think Did your parents or family have uh, played music growing up or anything and taught you, or did you just do it on your own? So um, my mom, it's funny because I have these posters. My mom was like, she used perform like with musical spoons yeah so really? she and she there's a rumor that she had her legs registered or insured because she was a uh, like a dancing musical spoon performer like elton john's got his uh hands, hands insured for a billion dollars yeah something like that that's insane though so i ran into this old poster where she's like with <laughs> billy bob and such and such and such um two nights only oh, i saw uh, that blah, poster blah, 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 you posted blah. on facebook right a while yeah. back ago yeah yeah that's so, super cool so that you know that wasn't her and she had um she had a guitar it looked just like brian may's guitar i, I don't even know what he plays um he i love it, queen yeah. but um i've never like was totally into brian may because there was so much other stuff like yeah it's, 
that's the only reason why I'm not because there's so much other stuff. I have to spend, you know, whatever. There's so much he's time. He's a good one to get into, though. He's amazing. So that guitar got ruined. I don't know if it was the real one or not, but it was it was pretty cool. But I remember it went to the trash. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so my brother Tim, he, he showed me my first, like, country chords. I call them country chords, you know. And um, that was it after that. Country yeah. chords, like, like your major sixes and that kind of thing? Yeah, just like your C, D, and E. and Oh, you know, okay, like open, like open chords. Yeah, open chords. I, yeah, I can actually play those on a guitar. I can. I know all the country chords. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, I guess it's, I it's in the family because the proof of that is my brother David, who I've, I only seen him like one time like at a 7-Eleven. I remember I was coming back from a Pentecostal church with my mom and my brother David. I happened to run into him at 7-Eleven. She's like, this is your brother David. And I was probably like eight years old or something like that. Wow. And that was the last time I seen him until about two years ago, me, Chris Poen, Stan, and Stefan were playing at the beach. And so we're playing, and my brother David's in the crowd. I, I had no idea. So I haven't seen him in years since I was a little kid, and he surprised me and came to a show. And he jumped on stage with a harmonica. He played harmonica. But he also played saxophone, too. Oh, so I knew he played saxophone from the pictures and what people told me about him and stuff. Um, and he plays really well. And um, he had harmonics with him. So he was like, jumped on stage. It was awesome, man. That was, that was a special day, man. Cause Did you go by imagine, Parker Urban also? No, no, no. no. His, uh, Dave Lafferty. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that must have been an incredible moment, yeah. man. We all got different fathers. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah that must have been an incredible moment for you guys. Yeah, it was... It was um, it was something. We all went out. Went, after that, we went to the, the pool hall. I think they closed it down, that little bar hangout at the beach bowling or something. Didn't they close Oh, it? yeah, beach, beach bowling. Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked right across the street from there. Yeah, they closed yeah, it down. That was down. the cheapest margaritas you can get at the yeah, beach. That's where we went dollars. after that. But, um, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's from, um, you know, somewhere. My um, There's still a debate who my dad is, right? So I wrote a few, a few songs about that. So my brother... Um, some of my family thinks my dad was this um, African-American man, which his name is Granville White. So there's a song I wrote that's called Coffee with Granville, but I, it's like an instrumental. I haven't played it out really that much at all. But um, so he gave the family a piano, which I didn't know until like the last couple of years that he gave the, the, the piano to me or Mark. And uh, we always had this piano, but... Um, I really don't remember much else from him other than he was bald and black. Interesting. So, um, but he was very, um, my brother said that he could play all the instruments and um, I looked him up last year. I tried to go to the old music stores in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. And they're like, man, that sounds familiar. Um, because they thought maybe he might have worked for the OGM plant back in the day when, when the big rush was to move to Flint with the Motor City. Right. So it's, it's that whole thing, that whole search has been ongoing. Oh, um, man. But that's what my brothers think. Uh, they think that's my dad. But to this day... Because musical influence yeah, kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. To, this, to this day, I haven't really got the for sure word from um, the rest of my family. I don't, I don't know what to think about it. Wow. You know, so that's always been, um, I don't know, something. Yeah, it's, I mean, man, that's got to be... It's always been something. Yeah. It's a very interesting story, for sure. I was wondering, too, though, like, do you think that uh, uh, being 
raised with a musical family has more to do with it or is it like you know just like you know my dad's prince so like i'm just i'm awesome at you know music now i don't know i don't know i think it's um are you both it depends you know? i yeah could be both things i don't know if it's genetic or not i think it's not i think it's because it's, it's a lot of self you gotta do, do it on your own. Yeah, but you know, there's if, but if, if you, you get if you get if you, if you get like uh, uh, influenced and raised by a musician and everything like that, then that, that, for sure you're gonna be a musician. That well, not for sure. That it helps, but or I a th- good musician. I mean, I meant to say, not yeah. like sorry. Well, my brother and sister aren't musicians, That's and weird. and they were ra- and they were raised by my dad, who's a musician. My mom, uh, she didn't really raise us, but she was you know more. She was some like a musician in her own right, but um. But like I think that there's like look back like ancient cultures and civilizations there were, there were people within those communities that provided those those those, those services you know and those yeah. so I think that there is something genetic to it really um, well because you know th- there's like there's like uh, eugenics and all that stuff where it's like where or epige- epigenetics was it epigenetics yeah, right epigenetics, yeah. not eugenics <laughs> no, no, my no, bad no, no, sorry no, no, no. whoa careful with that one <laughs> <laughs> epigenetics <laughs> where you can where where you know outside influences can kind of affect your genetic makeup and uh so there's so there, there's that too so i think there's definitely something genetic about being at least a creator in some way you know uh, uh, or my uh, my favorite term a creative that's that's a very it's an oh interesting God. term, but yeah. yeah, I'm a creative. I think the environment definitely has a factor in it too, because like for me, I grew up in a household where I basically couldn't have anybody over. Like I, there was, I couldn't have friends over at my house, so my outlet was BMXing, you know, and playing music, playing guitar. So I'd be in my room for four hours a day, literally like four hours plus, um, learning stuff by ear, and um, just because. I, I, I didn't have a car. I didn't have money like that. So my outlet, I didn't even want to walk out my room because it was, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a comfortable thing to do to be hanging out in my house. So most of the time I just, I just love music and I just, that's, I just became like obsessed yeah. with playing guitar. And, um, but did anybody yeah. like, uh, uh, motivate you to like go into music or anything like that is what I'm, I guess is what I was really trying to say. Or yeah. did you do it like, you're just like, I just love music. I just want to do this. Yeah, no, no one motivated me. No, no one like I think it just um, as far back as I can remember, I was like it just that first acoustic that was a pain in the ass to play. It just um, I don't know. I just like the sound of music, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, I felt it's too. Like we uh, you know, like one of the the books I read, like uh, like Free Play, you know, and uh, Effortless Mastery. Like growing up as an adult things become more complicated, but we should really take a step back and be a child. You know, a child like Kofi Mateo, you know, they find music in everything. What is music? Music is them playing with their cars um, or, you know, saying, hey, Papa, look what I just created. You know, life is music. Yeah. So everything, you know, it's like it's all music and they're not afraid to play. But it's like as we get older, we're afraid to do things. If we can like kind of keep that childhood play in our, you know, in our lives, it has nothing to do with the drive, but <laughs> well, no, yeah, well, the innocence, yeah, the, innocence. there's like a, there's like a shameful kind of ego that comes into play as you get Man, older. Oh my gosh, you know? the ego is a freaking. That's. I want to say I don't think uh, it's the ego thing for me, anyways. It's more of like there's all this pressure on you to like 
quit being Peter Pan and to fucking grow up well, and everything. Well, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's, that's true. Is yeah. that what you're trying yeah. to say? That's basically what, yeah. By I'm not saying by ego. I'm not saying like like having like like, like oh. arrogant. I'm, oh, you I'm mean like saying, Freud. Like um, yeah, like an ego. Like yeah, like being yeah, aware bad, to a, like, like being self aware to, to a point where you're almost like it's counterintuitive. You know? oh, that's man. what I wanted to ask you too. Because uh, uh, I I didn't know that you worked a, a day job and everything like that too. That you were playing music, but you have a wife and kids and everything. And I wanted to know what it was like having to to do that and also being a musician at the same time. I don't know how to. I can barely juggle, you know, a pink for my own apartment. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but I'm also a, working forty hours a week. I want to answer that question, but I want I want to do a plug on Steve I. So I'm not Steve I. I'm a, he's he's an awesome individual, and I'm not a I'm not a big shredder fan, right? But Steve I goes in deep about ego. Yeah. Um, this year during the pandemic, he posted fantastic videos going deep into the meaning of life, Whoa, playing really? um, egos. I mean, he, he's such a kind-hearted individual. He's like, I mean, you, if if you guys have a chance or any time, if you have downtime, check out some of his videos. There are not talking about playing, but they're talking about life. Sure. Steve I, and it goes into a lot of that, but. Yeah, for sure. But juggling like, um, you know, the music thing and working, um, I feel like, you know, I do. A, I've always done a good job at my work. You know, I, I, I don't want, you know, you know, no one on my case. I just want to do my job well, well enough to get promoted or whatever needs to be done to make the company look good. But at the same time, in my head, I'm just doing it so I can play guitar that I'm just doing it so I can play guitar. So. I bring my guitar with me every day to work. Really? I'm probably the only person That's awesome. <laughs> that has a guitar on his back every single day I, I bring it to work. and um, That's why I took my job. So I work from home. Piano's yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. So, yeah, I practice at lunchtime, and um, I just, you know, bring it every day, which is, um, you know, kind of like fine, you know, fine tooth practice and high focus type practicing, but... So that's always been, you know, that's been a juggle, but it's, it's been manageable because I just made it part of my life. This is just something I have to do. I work, practice, rehearse. Even though we had kids, we have Jalen. We had Jalen during the busiest part of uh, playing in the band, like when I was, I was in Straight Up, then Park Urban Band, and then everybody was in, um, you know, a Straight Up Park Street Band, and then Park Urban Band. Everybody was in that band. And um, with me and the mom, which Juanita, and... Um, we just somehow we made it happen, man. It was in everybody. It was it was great, but um, yeah, I don't remember any really really bad struggles from doing that, playing really? music and working full time, and all that. Well, well, not just working full time. That's not really what I was trying to get at, honestly. But uh, I, I liked your answer. I was yeah. really saying about having uh, a wife and uh, having a whole family is oh, what yeah. I was trying to say, and then also being a musician. Yeah. I, I just no. always, always thought I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a musician, so I'm just never gonna be able to do that. And then I meet, <laughs> I meet musicians all the time. I'm like, yeah, I've got a wife and kids. I'm like, oh, well, how'd yeah. you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. Well, just, yeah, that's you um, make it work, I guess. I yeah, you know. make it work. I'm. I would like to say I would like to think that I'm a very, very loving dad. Like I'm, I'm the type of dad that you know I will I show affection for my my kids and always have like and I'm not afraid to use words of love and, and, and things like that. And um, I'm also the type of husband that I want my wife with me wherever I go, if it's possible, because yeah. you're my best friend. If you're my best friend, you know, you're going you're gonna to be with me wherever I, wherever I go. And um, so 
so really it wasn't a thing because I think the love aspect was in there. So maybe that's the ingredient. I don't know. I think it's very sweet that you and Juanita play music together and then have a whole family together. I, that's kind of like some Norman Rockwell shit right there. I don't know what it's yeah. saying. No, it's, but it's really great cool. you're able to make that work. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I thought, I thought we would have um, Jalen would get on the drums one of these days because he was taking lessons from John Citrone. Oh, okay. John Citrone. And, um, but, which is fine, but became like, you know, the soccer, soccer dude. Right, so, yeah. Which is awesome too. So um, I'm like, Jay, man. He's like, I need to make some money. I was like, Jay, all you got to do is play a couple gigs with me and you'll make more than Publix. You know, you can do one gig and you'll have those shoes, whatever. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure. It's like, people don't realize um, you make money as a musician. Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I think he's like me because I was, I'm a super shy individual. Like I was super shy growing up and um, I'm still shy now. It's just, it is, you know, try to work with it. But I feel that, man. I am too, despite my... Uh, Despite my loud mouth sometimes and my weird, my yeah. social ability, um, I am extre- I get like severe social anxiety. I just have to like put on the, the brave face and walk into a crowd and just be yeah. like, "Yo, what's going on?" Man? Yeah, it's, I'm just I'm. Most musicians are like that. It's really it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I don't know the logic of it. It's like you're completely social anxious, but I guess like it just makes sense for you to be on stage and. Well, because you don't have to talk to people when you're on stage. <laughs> it's you also can play. True. That's and then you have also you. I feel like that's my my whole thing is why I get social anxiety like crazy. But when I'm on stage, I'm like I have a purpose for being here. This yeah. people, I can't just like go to a, a a a crowd and just be like I'm just in this crowd. I can't do that. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I have to have a purpose for why I'm yeah, there. Yeah, yeah exactly. You guys have your. Have you ever look at your Myers Briggs, um, like your personality traits? Yeah, or whatever? I'm a INTJ. Okay, I've never done that. Yeah, How do you I've do never that? Done I'm that. Well, he's not a uh, human, so <laughs> yeah. He's I'm an IN something. IN yeah. something. I'm I'm an introvert for sure. Yeah. I don't know what the rest of it is, but apparently I had the same as uh, Hitler, so <laughs> <laughs> which is great. So then you relate to my eugenics quote earlier. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I, I think I'm an I, INF. I understood what those those words meant that yeah. you said, but I didn't Can't say those words. That. Anyways, um, you're INFP. I think I think I'm INF. What's that but mean? In, introvert. I don't know what I don't know what it's, it stands uh, for. I know the J is for judgment. Yeah. judgmental. Sorry. You are very judgmental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perception. I can't remember now. I've yeah, taken a test twice now, and it's been pretty much the same. Where do you take a test at? You can do online. it online. Yeah, you can do it online. Uh, the, one of the jobs I had, I had to take the test. Um, they had us take the test just for fun. Yeah. So yeah, it's when I, um. When I when I was on uh, uh, online dating, uh, they would have like they would put their Myers Briggs things on there, and uh, uh, the funniest thing I ever saw was a girl that didn't work out, but hers was PB and J. Oh man! I was like, I want to date you. It didn't work out. I have a girlfriend now. She's really great. Um, uh, we <laughs> we, we got to get to unpopular opinions. Yeah, yeah they did that. When Tom I used to do flies. adult videos, I, they asked me about that. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, what, where are we going right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, What's your mind? I'm peeping in chat. Um, <laughs> that makes more sense to me. Uh, before we go on uh, unpopular opinions, I, I wanted to ask you about Top Shelf People because Top Shelf People oh, yeah. is one of my favorite bands in Jacksonville also. Yeah. Uh, and so, how did you get involved with that, and where where did that come from? What are you guys? Um, for those who don't know. Yeah, top shelf people. I guess um, uh, before before we get there, I guess it was like um, a connection to where it used to be like Fusebox Funk. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chris's band. Fusebox that. Funk, and I met some of the cats that didn't even know, like Grant Grant Nielsen and and uh, Jim out at um, House of Jams. Okay. Stuff. And um, 
As a matter of fact, like who was it there? I don't think I ever met Randon and Chris there, but um, so they decided they're going to change the name, and I guess they didn't have. I forget. What the, I think Lad was one of the guitar players, and and uh, Grant wasn't in the band at the time, so they asked me to um, join the band, and we just started writing music. You know, writing music in uh, Warehouse Studios. Okay. It kind of went very fast. We started um, just going in there and making up riffs lines and everything and it we had like you know like four or five songs like that you know just it was it was fun it was a lot of fun and um yeah it was uh it's kind of a um that was uh jay dash um chris Poland, carrie jordan jeff bird and uh james jim star okay yeah and yeah, I didn't realize that Chris was a rapper also. Yeah, and uh, he can sing too. That's yeah. See, he's like he's a mu- musicologist, man. He's yeah, hundred percent. Do you want me to play a show with y'all with Fusebox Funks? He plays trumpet or not a no. sax. He plays sax. Yeah. Fusebox Funk, didn't we? Oh my god. We played with no, Top Shelf people one time. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Top Shelf. Yeah, yeah. We play a show. We play yeah. a show with you guys. Jackrabbits. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. Forever ago. That was the first time I saw you guys. I think the only time I've been able to see you guys, but. Uh, I remember see, just like I'm a huge hip hop fan, so when I saw that, I was like, "This is legit, like hip hop that should be out." Yeah, on the it radio was, yeah, right now. It was fun. Oh no, yeah, I do remember that. Show. That wasn't the only yeah. hip hop band that I played in in Jacksonville. Really? So I uh, I played um, before the band uh, split up for a short stint with a, a maestro, um, an elevator hip hop experience. Okay. And um, in that band, we actually um, we did a show with Natalie Stewart. A floor tree okay. at the big at the apple on uh on, i think it was off of main street and that was that was a real fun uh fun project um who we had on the drums there oh man eric morant he had his drum style man a hi-hat it was just so stanky i i, I haven't I still to this day haven't heard anybody play a hi-hat like eric it was just it was just nasty but that was a that was a fun um hip-hop band and um but yeah but Top Shelf, we've had, we did, um, it was kind of like, uh, in Top Shelf people, we've been, we do shows when they come about. We'd also back up, like, Joy Dennis. Okay, I don't yeah. know if you guys ever heard of Joy Dennis. I She's an amazing her, singer. gets her album release party, right? Yeah. At, at Mojo. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we did that. We yeah. did that show. Um, we backed her up um, to open for Fantasia, and she's always, you know, you know, like a lot of bands, like there's, there'll be a lot of bands out there who back up singers and stuff, but um, Top Shelf has their own material in itself. Like, right. um, the stuff's out there on iTunes and uh, Spotify, and um, it's, it's some dope stuff, man. It's like, yeah, it's definitely worth the listen. I it's, mean, uh, it's fun. It's very well produced, and like the, the songs are just great. The, li- the lyrics are amazing. Uh, <laughs> Chris just blew me, blew me away with his yeah. flow on everything. I was like, "Yo, you are yeah. just like way too talented for your own good." That that too. <laughs> most days, he he leads it on vocals and everything. That that's that's a slow jam kind of, but yeah, it's, just, it's tight. I love that stuff, um, man. But yeah, Jay Dash, he's out in um, in Texas right now. So we're you know we still talk on our tread like, man, we need we need to do a show. Uh, at one point, we we're supposed to do a show in New Orleans for. Um, uh, fo- uh, football game after the football game out there oh no shit so we're still in you know in talks if it makes sense you know we're gonna put a show together hell yeah but man sounds good yeah, yeah so. that's amazing uh, be sure to check out all of the stuff that John's got going on it's a million projects it seems yeah, like no yeah. <laughs> yeah. what would you say your main project is right now though um, I don't really have a main project right now I just, uh, 
I don't know, just like Parker Urban and Friends or, you know, yeah, whatever, I, I don't know. Didn't you play for uh, with Springfield? Or sorry, in Springfield for that, with that? Um, where, where, where was that at in Springfield? I'm, I'm embarrassing myself. No, <laughs> no for the, the, the Porch Jam. Uh, porch oh, yeah, fest. Porch Fest. Yeah, porch that, that was, was right. Porch right? Fest, yeah, that, okay. Porch Fest. That, that was right. That was Parker Urban Band, I think. Yeah. Um, that was like, oh, I want to go to that. And then I couldn't because yeah. of my job. Yeah. yeah it's, it's no, got to quit your day jobs and become a full-time musician and call it a day. I don't tell you guys. I just like playing music. I I get (laughs) lost. I mean, lose track of the names, man. I just like, I wish some of the the most fun gigs are the ones that you're not heading up and you just walk on stage and you're there to play. And I love those gigs. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, man. Um, Oh yeah. We got to get to unpopular opinions before because Billy's got to go to his day job. So, um, I have a nice night job. job okay. So that I can play music. So more, it's more <laughs> how's that bad, working out for more you? More badass than uh, a okay. day job. No <laughs> offense, John. <laughs> um, I, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, my first unpopular opinion is. Oh, by the way, if you have an unpopular opinion, I please. filled them in. Oh, you did already? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, my first unpopular opinion is I love playing outside and on the hottest days in Florida. It's oh, my yeah? favorite thing to do. Do you really? Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Oh I can't, I, but, 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 because we did that over this past weekend, you which was great. Up. Yeah, you get really warmed up. Yeah, yeah. It's a quick way to get warmed up. Yeah, um, we did on Saturday. We, we Saturday we did like a, like like a, like a corporate kind of thing, and it was just. And then the we got asked to play. Hottest day of the year. Then we got asked to play an extra hour on top uh, of the four hours we were already playing. Just a normal five hour yeah, gig just, outside in so, 110 degrees heat index. Wow. And like you know, we haven't been playing those kind of shows, so it's like our endurance isn't up already. It's like I'm I'm like Whoa. crushing water bottles, just trying to keep it. I'm not drinking just to keep the whole thing going. It was and it's just It was. It was. But it we was. We played pretty well. We played pretty well. It was just. It was just a lot, yeah. and it's just like you know, I don't know um, what gives people the idea that doing outdoor things in Florida during Florida. the summertime <laughs> is a good idea. Right? It is the worst thing you could do. <laughs> don't come here on vacation expecting to do outdoor things. It's either going to rain about ninety percent of the time, or it's just way too fucking hot it's to not do anything. I'll yeah. Tell you that much. Yeah. So night, night times not that bad. That's though. my first unpopular opinion. Not only that, don't you struggle with your struggle with your tone outside, or do you always? Yeah, my, was your tone always perfect? Outside? Yeah. But, <laughs> no, I struggle with my tone outside because it's a completely different thing to work with. On top of that, like your strings, like your guitar doesn't stay in tune. Yeah. It's either that it's blazing hot and like you're constantly going flat, or it's cold and like you're constantly going sharp yeah. you know so it's like a hard i, I just, yeah it, it doesn't it, it affects every single member of the band because every my all of my stuff's electronic right i don't yeah. it doesn't matter about my my it's things lucky man shrinking yeah Gosh. you say that but due to the weather like if it gets too hot it will not turn on yeah it doesn't <laughs> it like that's the end of it man so like yeah heat heat is music's enemy 100 percent. and you got like a setup like uh like uh how many keyboards do you have? I have three right now okay. that I use, but uh, they're all electronic. I know because I remember Ricky, like yeah, Ricky Alessi yeah, playing awesome. on a band. He has like three or four keyboards and uh, like a I thousand chords and stuff. Yeah, he took my job at Schroeder's. We're pretty good friends. We okay, talk all the time. I, yeah. I actually saw him the other night. He's a beast. Yeah. Ricky's a beast. Ricky, Man, I miss you. I haven't yeah, seen Ricky, you. Yeah, Ricky, we, we miss you. Uh, that was, <laughs> I like I like the videos that um, you sent me the other day. He was like tearing it up on on the piano. But he, what was it, the Franz Liszt thing? Yeah. That he's still yeah. working on since I've met him. Yeah, that's I'm wild. not. I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, 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 say anything bad about him at all. It's just like, oh my god, how how do you learn a song for five years? He's but, he's like, just he's it, extremely dedicated. Oh yeah, and disciplined musician. Yeah, that's how I am with Giant Steps. 
Yeah, no. I was. I want. I want to. That yeah, is that's true. Right. Why would I ask a, a somebody who does jazz? Like, why are you trying to play the same songs for years? Obviously, <laughs> yeah. you've been playing like, playing the same song from the fifties. Okay, I meant whatever. to bring that up earlier. Yeah, your dedication to Gi- <laughs> that's why I was talking about the military discipline and giant steps. It's like, bro, yeah. I get to, I, if I don't, if I can't lock down a song after two or three days, yeah. I'm basically moving on from that. So I've got, I'll figure it out is later. Is that song yeah. hard? Yeah. <laughs> It anyway. changes are so fast as ours. He's yeah. never he's, he's never heard I before. I know exactly what giant steps is. <laughs> Anyways. Not that, you know. <laughs> All right, uh my <laughs> this is bad. Uh my unpopular opinion is you don't need a flag to represent your hatred. Just keep it inside. Yeah, that's super unpopular. Went, that's super duper unpopular. <laughs> I went to I went I went to Swanee this weekend and it was just there's no music there. And it was just Trump 2020 flags as far as I can see. It was mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. To each their own. If you want to vote for the guy, that's fine. I just like, why is there a flag for him? I don't understand it's that. a flag for every president that's out there. There is but. not a flag for every president. All right. There is no, where's the Obama flag? <laughs> that, that's a good and popular opinion. <laughs> uh, I don't understand it. I, I support the ideas, the, the ideas of America first. Yeah. Yeah, and the course. promise of America first, and then the flag comes second. Yeah, that's, that's just, good way to look at it. Uh, this is just, this is dude, so dude, does anybody else want to touch on this one or no, uh, which one? The, the the flag thing with the hatred. <laughs> oh man, I got lots of stuff to say about <laughs> yeah. it, but I could do my own podcast on that, but I'm not gonna do it right now. <laughs> All right. Being a veteran, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a bad. bunch of BS happening right now. Yeah, that was so um, weird. It's funny of all places, man. I just couldn't believe it. Um, all right, so my second unpopular opinion is that all mushrooms taste the same. What kind of mushrooms? Yeah, all exactly. of them. There they you go. all taste the same to me. I, whether I'm whether I'm about to embark on the journey into my mind or I'm about to make a nice just little omelet, it, they all taste the same to me. I I, I I made an omelet the other day, and I put like a bunch of uh, just chopped up mushrooms in there. Not the kind that make you trip. Just regular mushrooms, and I I took a big bite into it, and I was like. I feel like I'm eating cow shit right now. What? <laughs> You're eating bad it's, mushrooms. It's kind of related. I th- I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. That's all I'm saying is like, obviously don't taste exactly the same. Magic mushrooms what, taste bad. Everyone knows that. All, all mushrooms taste that bad. That is not true. They just like you deal with them because they're good for you. Yeah, that's definitely unpopular. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like uh, mushrooms. Though. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, I, I'll eat them. Actually, saying. Juanita, she didn't uh, ever try mushrooms until... The cooking mushrooms, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until she met me, so we had to get that for like appetizer and stuff. But uh, like, we use mushrooms a lot, like um, the big caps and stuff. Yeah, um, you can dice them up, garlic, yeah. olive oil, you and get a good onions. Mushrooms, it tastes like you're eating steak. Oh man, man. Oh. I, I do that. That's how I cook. Yeah. That's how I have to. I can't eat them by themselves. I have to mix them up and like we have and to, like put have to cook like, them you know first. spices and yeah. I'm just saying, man. You just take, eat them out of the ground. Okay. Yeah, is that your problem? Uh, the, it, it's just it always. You talking about the mushrooms you found on the ground at, at Wani or yeah. uh, one of the festivals? Yeah, the ground Halloween. score mushrooms. In a, in yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the ones in the back of the spider. Yeah, yeah. The wooden spider. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying they all taste the same to me. They it's don't. all. They, uh, they don't all right, what's your unpopular uh, opinion? Uh, uh, Lifetime movies are amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was. <laughs> I we got stuck in the cabin because it was raining. We had to watch a Lifetime movie. Because it was because I was just going through the channels. There weren't a lot of channels on the TV, and 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 a Lifetime movie came on, and like, 
it was the most hilarious thing. Like how bad it is. Like have you ever seen a movie that's so bad it's hilarious and you want to keep watching it? Lifetime. You had me at Lifetime. She's I don't like, even know. He's like, no, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> like, they're they're terrible movies. Every one of them's the same. That's the uh, low uh, budget chick flicks. Joke basically, that, uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis has is uh, you ever see that one Lifetime movie about that woman? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's like what they're all about. Yeah, yeah, about that woman. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, all, right. all right. So my third and last unpopular opinion is uh, '80s Prince is lame. I I just I don't <laughs> understand how. Okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. It's like it's, it's, it's like if I want to do if I want to do blow off of a hooker's butt in a bathroom stall in New York in the '80s, I'll listen to that. I'll listen to that Prince. Sounds like a good. But time. if I want to listen to like. Sounds like, like my like Friday night. Some of the best funk you've ever heard, Prince circa 78, 79. Yeah, that's that that's that's the game changing shit right there. Then the eighties rolled around, just like, and then just like, nineteen ninety nine is one of the most boring songs of all time. Yeah, right. It's a good song, but so I have an unpopular opinion. There's not much eighties music that I really care for, especially the drums. Yes. And the yeah. drums and percussion of the 80s and stuff. Um, it just got the reverb turned up all the way. Everything. To the snare. I mean, every, every Bruce Springsteen song. Or whatever. And we had really shitty cars <laughs> back then. Like, yeah. <laughs> we made really shitty cars in, in the 80s. So, and uh, guitars, too. Uh, yeah, right. all that stuff was uh, crazy. But there, I mean, there was some really cool stuff out, out of I it, too. It. But um, yeah, no. You're no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, opinion. You're not a fan of the 80s. Period. No, not really. I'm a okay. fan of Prince, but I understand what you're saying. Like, there's some of my favorite artists. If they have that sound, I'm kind of like, ah, I can't listen to it really. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather listen to it live or something. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm I'm halfway joking with that. Like, like there's some great songs on 1999 and on Purple Rain and on uh, on Controversy. There's Controversy. a lot of there's a lot of good stuff yeah. there, right? But it's like for me, for somebody who who's like listening to the 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 production as a whole and just like i want to i want the drums to have a voice too and when the drums are i'm just like okay every song just sounds the same to me yeah you know and and like prince's first two albums were not like that they were just like it's like stevie wonder meets Smokey robinson or something it was just like this crazy r&b stuff Heard it here first. Yeah, oh. one of my favorite albums of his was uh, the Musicology. Um, yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, one of the reasons was that I seen him in concert here. Me and Juanita, that was my birthday present <sighs> ticket. Nice. And, uh, I to go to that he show. was a uh, phenomenal man. He was phenomenal. But um, so unpopular uh, opinions. Is that we're still? Are we still? On yeah, that? I, got, still on that. I got, got one more. Than I got one years. last one, but that was a good one. That the eighties, yeah, yeah, not in the eighties. I like that one. Uh, 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 this is I had this crazy idea today when we, we were uh, uh, talking about what we we're going to talk about when you came over. Is uh, we should adopt a gorilla band mentality, and uh, that is basically where you go to a show, you wait till set break, and then you have a full band with you, and you just hop on stage and start playing. Ooh. And basically, just take the show over. You want to talk about your experience? Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell tell the story here in a second. But yeah, just imagine like going going to bon- go to Bonnaroo. Yeah. And just like just uh, 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 what do you call it? Rush the stage. Yeah. But 
it's not just rushing the stage to like you know attack the musicians. It's like get them out of the way and then take over everything Ooh. and then start playing. Like yeah, wait, wait till Dave Grohl's just like I'm gonna take a break real quick. And just hop on there and just oh, be like, man. "Fuck you, Dave," nope. and just go at and it and start killing it. And they're like, "Wait a minute, yeah. well actually, <laughs> we uh, kick them off now." Uh, and that's the band's whole. They're, they're called the, the Gorilla Warfare Band or something. Oh, and I, like this. I like that. You, you never see. You never know when they're gonna play. They're just gonna pop up at any given person's show. And the thing is. The crowd's gonna love that. That's, oh, yeah. that's what I mean. They're gonna be like, oh, bro, and then the they can't come down. They're gonna be like, oh, all right, we gotta, we gotta work with this now. There's so. already a band should, called the Gorillas. You can't, you can't do that. But like, that's what it should be called. We for should, sure. we should reach out. We should, we should reach out to some bigger bands and offer this as a service for them. <laughs> and just make their show that much more. It's, it's like something that, that it seems like they hate it. So the fans are gonna be like, oh my god, that was so fucked up. But they actually paid for us to be there to do but, that. But yeah, but. Gorilla, right? Gorilla Warfare uh, uh, band would be hilarious. I'm to into be that. In. I would definitely do it. What was there, What were you asking that I should say? About your story about when that happened to you almost. Uh, well, you know it's a pretty good story, but we don't have a lot of time. Okay, left, okay so let's, get, let's let John do his unpopular uh, opinion. Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember what I was going to say, but I know one of them is, I don't know if it's unpopular or not, but I can't wear shorts on gigs. Unless it I'm with you on specifically that. is like, that type of gig where it's like it's a pool party or something. Yeah. Um, I just I just can't do it. Not not even really tank tops, man. I just I don't know. It's like I, I just can't do it. I feel I, you. Is that unpopular? I don't know. No. Oh, well, uh, some as, people think as it a is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, it's it's crazy if you like show up at a, a gig, everybody else is wearing shorts and sandals, and like you're the only one wearing pants, and you look like a weirdo. Yeah. You just look so weird with shorts on stage. How about Sean? The first OBJ that we did with Sean shows up in gym shorts and just wears that. It's like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it was eleven o'clock. It was eleven o'clock in the morning, Saturday. Saturday set. at yeah, OBJ. So, yeah, yeah, no one's complaining it. at nope. a. Jam band festival. I get it. I just thought it's like what, but he's like he's one of those guys. Who'd be like, I don't give a fuck. I wear shorts on a on a gig. Wear I don't care what gig want. it is. He doesn't care. Uh, he, was, he was meant to be a, a dad. He looks <laughs> yeah. like a fucking dad. I agree with you though. I'm on board yeah. with you on that one. <laughs> Let's see what's another one. Um, the song "Sweet Caroline." Bum, bum, bum. That interval drives me fucking nuts. Why? It makes you want to jump off a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's so sad. But the song is—it's a great song, actually. But that interval, it makes me feel like okay, life is done. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, very, it's, bum, very, it's bum, bum. Yeah. it kind of sounds like the final. ending, or yeah. like when you fuck up on the Price is Right. There you go. Bum, bum, bum. That's, right. yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. Very yeah, that's a good that's a, that's interesting uh, perspective on that. Yeah. <laughs> that very, is, is unpopular. Very, it's it's a very unpopular. it's very unpopular. Every, a lot of people like that song for some reason. Yeah, I Neil Diamond. I Either you stand, like him or you love him. I, yeah, I can't stand about <laughs> anything that he does, but uh, which is all unpopular opinion number four for me today. Is, Neil Diamond is overrated. Oh, Anyways, wow. okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> well, it's not. But even then that. again, I don't like very that's superstitious neither, though. You don't like superstitious either. No, just because I played it so many times. I feel that. You know, you're like, all right, we're about to jam. All right, we're about to do, create some cool shit. They're like, and they call it superstition. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's if I ever go to a jam and oh. I get and, and like I get it's like my first song. I call up. I'm like, okay, I've heard like a bunch of cool tunes throughout the night. Yeah. And then I get up there and I hear superstition get called. I'm like, fuck you, I'm d- I'm out. I feel <laughs> like it should be a Halloween themed song. It is a Halloween themed song. That's what I mean. Like, you should only be able to play it in October. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to wrap it what's up? Another I guess. One? Oh, you got an uh, eat. Uh, maybe one more. I, I, I prefer uh, Jerry Garcia over the Grateful Dead. Yes, 100%. Like his, the Jerry Garcia his, band, you mean? His yeah. band and, and the projects. And um, 
I like Phil Lesh yeah. a lot, though. Really? Yeah. All right. Jerry Garcia band is just more, like, just tighter and funkier and it. just better musicians. But Phil Lesh is just, like, just fun. Yeah, you Daisy like fun. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, like, I like 80s and fun, and, and I like music and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, right? <laughs> Sorry. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Bottom the Bill. Thank you, John, for being on here today, yeah, man. It was man. awesome. Man, thank you guys. Much love to both of you guys. Hell so, yeah. I really, I'm really enjoying what you guys are doing here, and um, I can't wait to get to play again and stuff. So yeah. Hell yeah. Make sure you check out all of John's projects. If you have any interest in, in participating, email us at Bottom of the Bill at gmail.com with any kind of questions or unpopular opinions or comments or guest suggestions. Uh, follow us on all of our outlets. You'll see down there. Um, and uh, buy tickets for Monster Mash Monster to us. Mash. Halloween. You can't miss it. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Adios, muchachos. All right.